Hello, podcast listeners. It has been a while. Welcome to the long journey home. I am on that long journey at the moment. And it is nice. It's Friday, so we're going to head home. We are about to... uh, Well, uh, we're about a week into spoilers and releases of the Maquis, and uh, so far I'm liking what I'm seeing. Uh, I'm yeah, I'm actually fairly excited for the set. Uh, based on uh, we've got we've seen uh, some ships, we've seen some personnel, a few events, a mission, two dilemmas. The uh, one of those dilemmas is it's definitely been designed for a starter. So you can kind of ignore that, but the uh, unexpected assistance looks really awesome. It's trying to solve or help put a tool in the anti-armada deck, or decks that just can't handle battle all that well. So it's an interesting tool. Might not be the hammer we quite need for it. I think it's going to be a little underpowered. It's uh, it's a dilemma after all, and uh, space dilemmas tend to get used on personal duty friendly fire. So. If uh, or Gomtus, so if you're trying to switch it in, it, you know, I don't know how much we're going to see there, but it doesn't matter. I think it's good to see design trying to put some hammers on uh, possibly abusive strategies. Uh, other things <clears throat> that look interesting in the Maquis set so far are the event. Let's see. Yes, uh, organized terrorist activities is absolutely, absolutely interesting. It, it, it is a way to damage a ship without going into personal battle or using a dilemma. And it, it does require you to be pretty invested in a Deep Space Nine strategy. You can't play it on your first or second turn, most likely, may, maybe. Be pretty hard. But it can be played. It forces your opponent to stay out of your regions and if your opponent's playing with region cards you know like earth or uh i guess delta quadrant there's a couple you've got the necrot expanse out there so if you i'm trying to it, it encourages it it it's an interesting card. It, it's not going to change the way I think opponents or players are going to play their decks. If they're if they're playing Maquis, then they're going to get hit by it, and you're going to hit each other back and forth, but everyone's got lots of tiny ships, so no one really cares. This might hit the Borg. It's going to say... It, it, if I'm a Borg player and my opponent's playing Maquis, I'm going to avoid regions like the Plague... Or am I... I mean, whatever. If my ship gets damaged, uh, all I have to worry about are dilemmas damaging my ship at that point. If you're playing with... Hmm. Yeah, it, it. I don't think it's possible to destroy a ship with two tactic markers. So that's probably a good thing. I think you can get up to 90% hull damage, though. So, 
if a Borg player gets hit by organized terrorist terrorist activities, that's not the end of the world. A Borg player can probably come back from it fairly easily. If they're playing, they will be coming. They might not be able to recover or, that is, repair the ship that easily. It probably doesn't matter all that much. If... If the intent is to get something like cannot attempt... I don't know if there's like a cannot scout mission tactic. I'm guessing there isn't. But anyway, I'm, I'm diving too deep into the details. It's a really interesting card. And mixing it with the right tactics could be a bad day for certain opponents. So is that going to be an NPE? Is that going to make the game more interesting? I'm leaning towards it making it more interesting. I'm, I'm not too worried about a card like that being an NPE. So, oh, I mean, again, we're just going to have to see how it goes. I think it's one of the more interesting cards in the deck, and it's got some teeth, and that's what I like about it. It's going to make some players reconsider their decks. It's not going to make every player reconsider their deck. And it may cause... It, it might have the anti-effect of making player interaction less important in 1E or less of a thing. We want to encourage more player interaction in 1E, I think. But just, you know, if the Maquis goal is stay away from me, I I get this demilitarized zone, stay out of it, I want to do things or this is my badland zone, you know, go away. That's okay. If if that's the theme of the affiliation, and that's what the designers want to do. I'm okay with that. What the problem will be is if this gets splashed into other decks. But I think having eight Deep Space Nine Maquis as the key to pull this off, that is going to make it pretty hard to just splash into the deck. Not impossible, obviously. This is 1E where anything can happen, and that's what I like. I like that the card isn't impossible to play in a non maki centric deck. You do have to play Deep Space Nine, which kind of sucks. Yeah, you gotta play with Reshape the Quadrant, and, you know, I have mixed feelings about that and Continuing Mission, as everyone knows, but at least it could be splashed into the right deck. So, definitely my favorite card of the set so far. Riker is is a pretty cool card. I, 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 I like... It's, it's what we would have expected from a 1E version of Thomas Riker. So I like that. I like that he's got an infiltration icon. Great. I like that he's exposed if with William T. Riker. Really cool. He downloads Commandeer uh, Starship, which is flavorful. He loses the plus two range, which is, you know, there's other cards that can do that. I don't think anyone was really splashing in the 2E version of Thomas Riker just for the range boost. Uh, but, yeah, and he's the match commander of that Stolen Defiant. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the Stolen Defiant. It, it, it's cool, right? It gives Maquis a way to play navigation guys for free using the Type 19 shuttle pod or whatever. It gives them a ship against Cardassians, which is just flavorful. Uh, I don't expect the, the match, the pair to happen much outside of block. And if it happens in block, well, you know, it's kind of cool. I don't think it's going to turn the tide. Maquis may be... I mean, if you want to think about Maquis as a block affiliation, they might be very competitive. 
they're going to have they they're going to have a lock on interaction. You are going to be forced to interact with them, and you're going to want to stay the f away from them, especially with organized terrorist activities, with the stolen defiant. They've got a beefy ship, and I don't know if there's any card that oh they have to get attacked first in order for battle restrictions for affiliation attack restrictions to be lifted. So. So, okay, well, that's fine. I'm, if I'm in block and I'm going to hit my defiant, my opponent who's playing Maquis, I'm, I'm not going to want to. You're playing Klingons, you're playing Ferengi. No way. I don't want to, I don't want to interact with you unless I know I've got the upper hand because you're going to bust out organized terrorist activities. You're going to bust out the defiant and I'm going to be pretty worried about getting retaliated against. So the Maquis... Uh, on the show are all about these guys who are like, leave us alone and let us have these colonies that you stole from us and, you know, we want we want this, but if you're not going to leave us alone, we're going to go and bring the fight to you. But they can't bring the fight to you in 1E unless you attack them. So, there's the gamble. Once you attack them, are they going to come? Are the Maquis going to come and, and break your nose. So, we will see. I, I'm very curious to see how Block plays out with this. And uh, The Maquis look like they've got some beefy skill guys. You've got Cal Hudson. you got Riker. They've got 5 and 6 skills. or 6 and 5 skills, which is great. They've got the other dudes. you got the Merville with 3 skills and a classification. I, and you've got Quark who has 7 skills. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm kind of like, wow. And not only that, but they have a ton of free plays. Uh, or so it looks like if you're willing to play with Reshape the Quadrant in block. So you you could... I don't know how well they're going to splash with other affiliations, if at all. I don't think we've seen enough cards to get a good feel for that. But we're going to see. And, and I think I think Maki are going to be good in block. And that's good. That means that as a design team, we're starting to kind of really, I think, really start to care more about Block. I think, I can't remember if there were any Maquis cards that came out of Emissary. Uh, I almost have to think there were. So it'll be interesting to look through those. And, of course, there's Homefront cards that had, I think, Riker Will was a card that's available. It was Rolaren, I don't remember. But there are Maquis cards in some of the Homefront sets already. So it'll be interesting to piece all these together and see what the Maquis get out of all of this. So, that's great. Uh, 1E right now is starting to look very interesting in terms of the Maquis, absolutely. So, I thought I'd talk about their... I'm just going to hint to it. Uh, I was... I, I am starting to uh, work on a set for 1E. And we may be doing podcasts about the design of that set. So I'm going to leave it there. We're still talking about it and seeing if this is something that's going to come to, uh, to a head. And if it does, it's going to be unprecedented. No, no one has yet live blogged or live podcasted a design of a set. I think this is going to be a good experiment, and I am really looking forward to this if we can get this off the ground. So, just going to throw that in there. 
Oh, and by the way, I have a spoiler from the latest set, thanks to uh, the chairman himself, who contacted me and asked if I wanted to spoil something. This is an incident. It has a Star Trek The Next Generation property logo. It has the collector's number 17V, and it is titled, Used to Being Outnumbered. And the game text says seeds or... Oh, the the image is... The image is of a Maquis ship armada from the episode Preemptive Strike. So you got all these little teeny-weeny ships there with the star background behind them. And uh, I looked at the original source image, or what I thought was, and Johnny did a great job cleaning up the image. It looks fantastic. Um... Alright, so the game text, what you've all been waiting for. Seeds or plays on table, Condor class ships may be used by Bajoran affiliation and Federation affiliation. Period. In the Badlands or Demilitarized Zone regions, opponents' attack total must be more than double your Condor's, your Condor class ships' defense total to score a hit, and more than triple to score a direct hit, while your Condor class ship is moving within a region, it is range plus two. Wow. Okay, wow is not part of the game text, but that's kind of a cool card. Uh, So, not only is it a built-in blade of armor, you just seed this, and all of a sudden your ships are really... I mean, wow, holy crap. You, your Condor-class ships can be used by Bajoran and Federation. So, I, uh, I'm not sure uh, where that's going. So, it could mean that there are certain ships that are going to make sense. I, I don't know. Um, I honestly can't think of... A really interesting use for that yet. Uh, maybe it means that you can make a Maquis deck without non-aligned people if the ship is non-aligned. So that's that's kind of cool, I guess. Uh, uh, sure. So I'm sure that there's a good reason for that uh, bit of game text. So the, uh, the you got the built-in blade of armor. Well, I guess it's in a region, so that's that's pretty slick. And then. The range boost, yeah, hell yeah, I'm, I'll take a range boost. I'll seed a card to get a range boost. I'll be more than happy to do that, especially if these ships are, you know, fairly, you know, reasonably good. I don't know if we're going to be able to play those ships for free or what the dealio is as to why I'm going to want to play Condor-class ships. But, you know, if, if uh, this is, this is uh, going to be a card that may help reconsider certain cards in a deck and if I seed this I'm you know it's kind of going to give it it's got the TNG property logo but there's no mention of any uh there's there's no TNG icon or DS9 icon on this so that's fine but yeah uh is this going to see play outside of Maquis decks that's that's a possibility maybe this is the kind of card that will encourage decks to be built outside of a Maquis theme, but be built inside of a Badlands or Demilitarized Zone region. 
So that that could be exciting if if that's you know if the con I wonder if the condors are gonna have zero if if you can just download them. I think we well we saw one of them, right? We saw we saw Eddington's Condor class. That had uh, I think one was it one stabbing icon? So you can't hidden fighter it. So that that's that's too bad. But that's okay. I I'm still I think that You see, I, I guess what I'm worried about is if this is going to make Bishorn Resistance Cell better. And I mean, we'll see. <laughs> uh, we don't know enough yet. Um, but that's okay. Bajoran Resistance Cell is, is very powerful on its own. It doesn't need any more help. However, uh, anything that encourages deck, creative deck design outside the intention of what the designers had implied is always fun. So I do like thinking outside that box, and I encourage you to as well. So, the Maquis. Interesting set so far. We've only seen maybe 15, 16 cards. It's going to release uh, June 23rd, I think. I don't know. I, I, I didn't look it up, but I think that sounds about right. I ordered my kit. I don't know if there's any kits still up. If you need a release kit, you should go order one. There is the possibility of me doing a podcast on an upcoming on the design of an upcoming set, and stay tuned for more info on that. And you just got a spoiler. So that's the long journey home for today. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, you can give me a call at 267-CALL-CPJ. Leave me a voicemail there. Or you can drop me a PM on the message boards at CorbinQ27. Or you can email me at CorbinJohnson at me.com. Until next time, this is Corbin Johnson signing off, saying so long and thanks for all the tracking.